Big Dog Bowl Talk, Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. Late Monday edition. We don't give a shit. It's our no. schedule. It's our show. Yes. Uh, Big Dog Ball Talk. I know, yeah, we've had some uh, some viewers, uh, you know, they were clamoring for this Monday episode. So maybe it was out of spite. I'm not sure if that's the best way to handle your viewers. But uh, yeah. all, all in all, Jordan, I mean, <laughs> I, I really I, I really didn't want to get up super early this morning uh, to have Me to neither. do this. Uh, it was a, uh, a long weekend. Uh, my old ass, I, I'm sure you feel the same way. Uh, you know, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night, I went out. And I don't think I've done that in quite a few years. Uh, my body's still uh, shaking. It's still reeling. Uh, you know, Anima <laughs> Boy and Excuse Me, they knock my socks off once again. Yes, uh, great, yes. great show at the uh, the at the uh, Drake Underground on, on Thursday. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, just, just, just some bar hops on Friday, Saturday. Uh, and I guess we went out after the concert, too. So, I mean, Jordan, I mean, I, I know you were there on Thursday night. How are you feeling the next day? Uh, well, yeah, you saw me the next day, Matt. You said you were Not going true, out. You, were. you said you were going out. I said, how, how the hell? I mean, I, I don't think I can do two nights in a row anymore. Like maybe, maybe if I really push it, but I got to be doing absolutely nothing that, that next day, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which I was, I mean, but I, I, I had to, yeah, like I, I just couldn't do it. I was, I was still feeling rough, uh, into the afternoon on Friday. So, you know, good for you guys, but, uh. You know, you went to an old haunt. I won't reveal, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the amazing establishment you guys went to uh, on, on, the, on the Friday. But I feel bad for missing out on it. But it sounds like you guys had uh, an interesting time. So uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. And then and then but but Matt, we, we got to kick back, though, last couple of days, uh, you know, watch some football. My guy, Joe Shiesty, mm-hmm. uh, yep. doing the, Joe Shiesty things. Who day? Who day? Who day, yep. Bengals? Uh, uh, crazy uh, and really shitty for me because I had like. Probably like I don't know, uh, like a hundred bucks roped into different futures and bets uh, on the Bills <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. So uh, yeah, my my, my NFL picks during the regular season good. NFL picks during the uh, the playoffs not so good. But I'm bouncing back this weekend. I got a All good right. feeling. All right. Uh, it's uh, it's like when you're when you're when you're digging for uh, for gold or whatever. You're mining for the ore. You're doing whatever you need to do, man. Yeah. You just can't stop until you hit that uh, that gold mine. Uh, but. Uh, to, to kick off the podcast today, uh, we're, we're 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 talking about the Lakers in a good way. What? Uh, it's a uh, it, it was a crazy comeback against the uh, the Portland Trailblazers last night. Twenty five down, and uh, LeBron James and uh, and company somehow pull off the uh, the improbable win. Uh, you know, yeah. and Jordan, when you look at the, a win like this, I think I'm I'm almost convinced. I'm almost ready to just throw it down right here. I think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs now. I actually, I, I've kind of changed my tune. You know, uh, we're going to talk about that game against uh, uh, the Grizzlies uh, in a little bit here as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, this win with, without AD, who is slated to come back, actually, I think uh, potentially, uh, you know, in the next week or so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if he can return and kind of produce at the level he was playing at, LeBron is LeBron playing amazing. One more move, man. If they can trade those stupid first round picks that, uh, you know, that 2027, 2029, uh, the first round picks, they can move those. And you know, pick up a, just a couple more guys. I think they've got too many, too many point guards right now. Too many ball dominant guys. They pick up a couple more off ball shooters or something. Uh, maybe one more big. Uh, yeah. And this team, I think, legitimately, uh, you know, could could do uh, could do well, okay, in the playoffs. So, you know, I don't yeah. think they're going to be title contenders or anything. But uh, I mean, with again, with the wide open West, I think that they have a really, really good shot at making the playoffs right now. With everything so tight, uh, you know, Anthony Davis coming back, I think they're going to be firmly. I, I think they might even be able to avoid the play in potentially uh, if they we'll can uh, if they can keep up their play. I mean. Uh, Jordan, what did you see from uh, from this win here? Because I mean, again, the Lakers not really their forte coming back from these games. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it feels like the first one uh, that they've really, you know, yeah, come back. I think they were down twenty five. Uh, they they have a huge third quarter and then goes back and forth a little bit in the in the fourth, but they really did pull away there at the end. And 
it was, you know, LeBron had another amazing game, 37 and 11. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Bryant, the game of his, uh, yeah. you know, game of his season, maybe the game of his career, 31 and 14. He was just, he was Thomas everywhere. Curry, man. He was, he was everywhere at the end of that one. Uh, you know, off on the offensive glass, cleaning up a lot of, you know, uh, the Lakers junk. Um, and then, you know, hitting, hitting, uh, threes, uh, throughout the night as well. Mm-hmm. Like he, he showed, he can stretch the floor a little bit. It'll be really interesting when Anthony Davis comes back, if they can figure out a, a way to play both of those guys together as the two bigs, yep. like as this ultra massive lineup, you know, if they can both effectively stretch the floor, you got kind of have, hey, you let, know, let one under the basket. To the floor, man. He always well, that's wants what he it. wants. That's what he wants. And I mean, uh, you know, there might be, I, I think one of the reasons he, Brittle Bones Boy wanted that is because he gets less of a you know pounding when he doesn't have to play the five, mm-hmm. less likely less to get injured. So so maybe <laughs> maybe uh, you know it's it's a good plan sort of all around to play him there. But yeah, I mean that for for me like the, these these kind of role players on the Lakers really showed out at the end. Dennis Schroeder hit some big shots. Mm-hmm. He's been mm-hmm. playing. Uh, you know, much better as of late, and uh, even freaking, Westbrook had a nice fadeaway. Yeah, yeah, and uh, again, still, still, you know, leaves a lot to be desired, but comes off mm-hmm. the bench as he's been doing, and is generally a plus for you. Uh, you know, yesterday, yesterday was minus thirteen, but you know, he didn't shoot the ball well, but he, he still, you know, he chips in with, with rebounding and assisting, uh, and he's still. You know, outside of LeBron, maybe the best playmaker on the team. So you do kind of need him. Uh, but then even a guy like uh, freaking Troy Brown uh, coming in and hitting big shots in the corners, like off of LeBron mm-hmm. passes, like the the the, the uh, role guys are starting to kind of pick up the slack a little bit here. Uh, and the the question will just be, uh, as it always is, you know, when when Anthony Davis comes back, can they can those guys keep playing at a high level? But but yeah, I mean. I don't know. I don't know if it's go as far as you and say they'll avoid the play-in. I I, I think that would be a, a a miracle for them. But I do think you know they're in twelfth right now. You know the, the the two teams ahead of them. Uh, you know Golden State and OKC. Only one more win, and then you got three teams above that. Only two more wins than them. You know it, it, from Phoenix uh, through Utah, Phoenix, Minnesota, and Utah. Uh, mm-hmm. Twenty four wins each. The Lakers are there uh, sitting and at twenty two and twenty five. Are, are trending. They're trending downwards, man. Yeah. Like the, the the Jazz probably aren't even going to make it. Uh, you know the the rumors uh, that are kind of swirling right now, which uh, you know we might be even be touching on a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, you know they're, they're looking to be sellers. So yeah. the, there's there's some spots that are going to open up here, man. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Again, one more move, and this Lakers team could be uh, they could be tough. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think a win like this is huge for their their confidence and their beliefs. Uh, and, and I think for on the the flip side, you know, we're talking with the Trailblazers, this is another one that well, they're below I, I the if, Lakers now. Yeah, if you're they're watching 13. this, yeah, if you're watching this, you have to just be like, okay, let's just blow this shit up. It's not working. It's not going to happen. We set up the beginning of the year when they kind of went on that uh, little uh, hot streak to kick off the season. It wasn't going to last. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dame is pulling up from half court, and that's all great and everything. But yeah. I mean. He just can't get it done right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't think that Dame, I think he's kind of already peaked. I think he's already on the downswing of his career. I'm not saying that Dame isn't, a, again, an all-star caliber player by any means uh, still. But, I mean, I, you, you watch him right now. He doesn't have that same explosiveness. He kind of looks like he's going through the motions sometimes. I think that he yeah. would be better suited, you know, if he can pair up with another superstar to kind of take that load off. Because, again, he's been carrying this franchise on his back for the last 10 years, man. He's got to take yeah. take some kind of a break. He's got he's to walk away from the grind a little bit here, man. And, uh, you know, I, I know we've been preaching it for quite some time now. But I think a win like this, you know, 25 points up and you have supposedly one of the top 75 players of all time on your team and you can't, uh, you know, close the door there at home, uh, that, that's an embarrassing. That's a tough loss. And I think the Trailblazers really need to dig deep 
look at the the grand scheme of things and uh, you know kind of evaluate it from there because right now I really don't think this team uh, it's definitely not better than the Lakers and it's not better than a lot of the teams that are ahead of them right now in the West. Uh, no. So do you really want to have another mediocre finish and a shitty draft pick, or do you want to get like a king's ransom for uh, for Damian Lillard and then try rebuilding a little bit for next year? Yeah, and I mean we we talk about we've we've talked about the Blazers and their poor timing before, like they waited uh, till the very last minute to get anything for CJ McCollum. They could have gotten way mm-hmm. more for him. Uh, and if they just fuck around and just, you know, finish out the season like this, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they might, you know, depending on how the rest of the season goes, they might sneak into the play-in, but they're not making any noise in the playoffs at all. And, no. and yeah, as of right now, sitting in 13th, uh, I, I just don't see who they're even going to catch. Like, they could miss out uh, on the play-in altogether very, very yeah, easily. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, you, you wait this out uh, next year. You know the the situation could be very different. There's a lot of teams right now who have aspirations of of being good. Probably more than uh, you know. There's there, there's probably more teams with those aspirations than we've almost ever seen. Like the parity mm-hmm. is huge right now. Teams wanting to be good. Teams are those types of teams are just waiting for teams like. Uh, Portland and like a team like Toronto to say, okay, we're selling everything. Here you mm-hmm. go. And you yeah. could get so many, you, you'll have so many bidders on a guy like Dame, a guy like Jeremy Grant. If you decided, Hey, let's just move him. Like you would get a hell of a lot. Uh, and oh, it's yeah. not, and that, that you know, even that, fucking Nurkic, man, you talk about oh, guys God. getting, so, like they, they held on to this guy Josh for Hart? so long. There's, I don't think anybody's interested in Nurkic. They got to rebuild around Josh Hart. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know the big dog. Uh, I mean, but, but like, like I, I mean, uh, again, like a guy like uh, freaking uh, Sharp uh, and, and Simon, who you just signed, like just just f- tear everything else down. All the somewhat older guys around them, just yeah. You, you, those those guys are your future anyway. Let them just have the ball. They're not even gonna, be, you know, if you just let them cook, uh, you know, do their thing. I bet your team's not even gonna be all that much worse than if you just take this team and and try your best because just they're just defensively that they, they it's just not it does not work with Dame uh, and and the other small guards that they play and then you know you yeah, got Jeremy Grant yeah. trying to do his thing, do his best. Uh, Nurkic is is not the the you know the best defensive big, uh, and you don't bring anyone off the bench who's that good of a defender. And you know Gary Payton hasn't played a whole lot this season. He was supposed to be your big defensive pickup in the backcourt uh yeah. and and you know so so it's just defensively they they're just not they are not good enough uh to to be a good team so it, you know I, I just really don't think it even matters um you know if if you're trying to get the most wins uh you know keep, keeping this team as is it's just it, it's not going to work they they've been mediocre for too long and and yeah I just think if they they screw around uh and and wait till next season uh, the uh, you know the the landscape could, could be completely different, and you're not going to get nearly as much uh, as you would for these guys. Uh, teams are teams are begging for sellers right now. I think Portland should should give it to them because they'll yeah, get a lot. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll wait and see. I mean, on uh, on Portland. I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe these two teams can link up for something. I don't know. Uh, you know, get get Dame in L.A. I know that's been floating oh, around yeah. for. For a long, long time, I th- I think that would uh, the pair up pretty nicely. Or the uh, you, know, you know either LA team, the Clippers, uh, you know they they could make another little move uh, because Clippers the Clippers would love, would love to have a point guard. Uh, so so many places, man, could could use them. New Orleans, uh, there's there's tons of places that that would love to have a point guard of Dame's caliber for sure. Yeah, well, uh, we're we're gonna keep an eye on uh, on Damian Lillard. Uh, I I fucking doubt that they're gonna move him. The place is just they're, yeah, I, they're the most boring franchise that yeah, way, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, hopefully we free Dame. Uh, we'll find a way to free Dame. But yeah. uh, to move on, I mean, I, I think last year it was a very constant uh, topic on the podcast. You know, fan interference, people getting ejected. Uh, somehow, I guess 
if you're enough of like a celebrity, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. You can get into full. What if you're an brawls. average pedestrian? Average pedestrian, some kind of sports blogger. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty crazy the stuff you can get through. But of course, we're talking about uh, Shannon Sharp uh, getting into pretty much a courtside brawl with uh, half the Memphis Grizzlies uh, <laughs> franchise. Uh, a really odd event to take place. Uh, you know, first off, you know, obviously he's he's John back and forth with uh, Dylan Brooks, then John Moran, then Stephen Adams is going to ruck in there, and it's yeah. like you know, Shan, uh, uh, Uncle Shannon, listen, I know you're a beast man, you're a big boy, but you're also like 55. Stephen <laughs> Adams will fucking put you in your placement. I'm telling you, I'm yeah. telling you, I like it's just won't, it won't work out for you. Yeah. But uh, you know, and then you get fucking uh, T. Morant in there. You mean uh, Usher? You know, he's tra- yeah, he's trying to fight uh, <laughs> Shannon Sharp, and then they dap it up right after. Like it was just like, was this like a plant? Is this an industry plant yeah, here, yeah. like just to get more more name, no more no more notoriety on both these teams? Like I don't know. It's also so weird. Like there, I, there was so much that comes out of this. So many thoughts. I, like one of the things I think, find so funny is you know who's Shannon? Uh, who does Shannon Sharp run his show with? Skip Bayless, the guy Skippy. who hates LeBron James the most out of anybody. Yeah. But now he's you know Shannon Sharp is like. The inverse of that, like he just wants to be so polar opposite to to to, to skip. Now he's the biggest LeBron. He loves LeBron. He goes to all these games. He's taking photos courtside. Like I swear to God, this was like the third game that he went to. And, uh, he he loves like two weeks. He, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I, I'm just wondering what the fuck. Like, why why does Shannon Sharp get to stay for that game? That I know was a that, pretty big crazy ordeal. I, I know, and the amount of times, uh, you know, the stars like LeBron and Russ uh, and all these guys get people thrown out. Mm-hmm. for being, you know, way up in the stands. Well, not way up in the stands, but, you know, uh, not exactly courtside. You know, they yell a few things if you you, you piss somebody off. And rightfully so. So I've never come across, you know, there, there's way more instances, I think, of, like, you know, when a fan gets thrown out, they should be thrown out, you know, if because mm-hmm. sometimes people think they can just say whatever they want. Um, and, and, and so, you know, that's fine. But, yeah, you get a guy right courtside jawing, uh, you know, w- w- with an opposing team, uh, you know, walking out on the court, basically delaying the game, all this stuff. Yep. He, he shouldn't have, you know, had the right to come back. I mean, just because no, you're no. a celebrity, you're still sitting in the seat. You're not a member of either of the teams. Uh, and, and so, like, you know, I... I, I the, Obviously, the Grizzlies were kind of going at him as well, but you know, sure, if, yeah. if, if you're a fan, uh, you know, and, and at the end of the day, Shannon Sharp, no, you know, no matter how famous you are, uh, you know, the, the Hall of Famer, yeah, he's still yeah. he's still sitting there as a fan. Um, so so yeah, uh, but but I mean, overall, somewhat entertaining, uh, you know, little little spat. I, I do think, yeah. I, I do think, I don't know, Shannon, I, I, you know, Dylan Brooks, uh, you know, some of the smaller guys on the the Grizzlies, that might be interesting. But yeah, I, I don't know. When Stephen Adams walked over, I was like, I mean, Shannon was talking about how people don't want the smoke. I, I don't think he wants uh, anything to no. do with Steve, Stephen Adams. Uh, no. Because, uh, you know, he's he's kind of immovable. Uh, but yeah, the, the T. Morant stuff was ridiculous. Uh, also, I, I love how T. Morant's always at every game. I swear... I swear he's just Usher, man. Like, why does he have to wear those those glasses? Because he just looks exactly like Usher. It's, it's kind of confusing. Stony Baloney, probably. You got another <laughs> uh, another celebrity, you know, right, 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 sitting courtside. But but it was it was funny. Uh, I also loved, you know, the the, the biggest thing for me, Shannon's uh, cardigan. Uh, what what a beautiful uh, mm-hmm, knit mm-hmm. cardigan. I think someone looked it up. It's like a 
fucking few thousand dollars. Uh, but it was also Grizzlies colored, so I'm like, come on, come on, Shannon. Uh, you oh, know, get, yeah. get, get your ducks in a row here. But uh, the plant, it, man, industry it, plant. It was, I'm backing it. This was a fucking fake fight. This was yeah. just a well, maybe bring, the, uh, no, the owner of the cardigan, attention. whoever makes the cardigan, was like, okay, you, you can wear this for free, but you're gonna mm-hmm. have to really make a scene at the Lakers game. Cardigan tonight. gate, yeah, yeah, cardigan yeah. gate. Yeah, the, the Grizzlies got a. They're gonna get a cut of it. They're probably gonna do yeah. a, like a cardigan giveaway night or something. Yeah, uh, there's there's some there's there's more behind this than uh, <laughs> that just meets the eye. Uh, uh, Dylan Brooks and him, you know, he'll be on there. He'll 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 fill in for Skip one day. They'll have a full debate or something charity <laughs> boxing match with logan paul i don't know uh, uh they're, 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 you, right now i think that the world is so fucking fake man this every, nothing's real everything's everything's uh well, it's also, all a conspiracy i mean everyone mad about dylan brooks calling uh shannon a regular pedestrian i mean sh- sure you know make the point that he's not because he obviously isn't but i think the point was that he was just a guy sitting courtside but, at the yeah, end of yeah. the day like i don't think he was trying to be disrespectful uh, but everyone, you know, freaked out on him and, and and everything. And obviously, Dylan Brooks is annoying. I actually don't believe Dylan Brooks is Canadian. He's he's too mean. Uh, I I think there's you know that's another conspiracy. Uh, he's a big I, city. He's a Toronto Canadian. That's that, uh, that's, that's a different <laughs> I mean, breed, man. I mean, that's true. Uh, you know, uh, like most most of the guys in the uh, you know the league, I guess are except for Jamal Murray, uh, true true small town. You know, uh, shout mm-hmm. out Kitchener. Uh, but. Um, yeah, uh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks will always be funny. I mean, I hope this feud continues. I mean, maybe, maybe first round series, uh, Grizzlies Lakers. I mean, if the Lakers sneak in, might be towards yeah. the bottom. Uh, de- de- you know, depending how things fall. So, uh, you know, I, I, I love the uh, the animosity. I said a couple weeks ago, or maybe, you know, how, whenever we talked about you know rivalries on this podcast, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take them in whatever form they come in, whether it's uh, you know a, a pundit and a team. If we can't get two teams going at each other, uh, I'll take what I can get. So I, I love it, to be honest. Hey, we'll see. Maybe the Memphis Grizzlies—they're uh, stepping up to the king. They—they've got next. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how that all goes. Is it Justin uh, yeah. Timberlake, the Grizzlies super fan? I want to see. I want to see Shannon and Justin. Oh yeah, okay. Shannon yeah. and Shannon and Justin. Maybe you know violence would be unfair. Maybe like a dance off or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that would a be good. Off something. I, yeah. I, again, my main thing from this too is it's like. How are you not going to, like, like, if you're the coaches there for the Grizzlies, I would be making a scene. you got to throw get that guy thrown out. Yeah. I don't know. They, there's no way that they that Shannon Sharp has that much pull. There's uh, no way. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's di- there's different rules at state. Uh, sorry, it's not Staples. Uh, what is it? Crypto? Crypto. Uh, maybe there's, Crypto.com. If you're a celebrity, you know, you you there's you, there's certain things you get away with because, you know, I, I do think if it was in a Memphis Mm-hmm. Uh, they prob security probably would have uh, gotten him out. I mean, uh, or at least you know the fans all around would have been you know just going, going crazy, crazy on him. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. Different rules, man. We live in different worlds. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the NBA the NBA refs have also been dog shit all year. So uh, you know, I, they, I, th- I feel like they keep getting worse. But it might be something we have to break down on the podcast soon. Uh, yeah. But uh, to, to to move on here, uh, you know, we're switching gears. We were just actually pumping their tires a little bit, uh, you know, in our All Star special. But don't look now. The Philadelphia 76ers, five straight wins, Let's second go. place in the Eastern Conference. You know, uh, they kind of had that that sluggish start and they've slowly been getting better and better now they're fully healthy this team looks dynamic it looks strong yeah. and uh you know Joel Embiid you know we, we keep talking about this uh wide open uh, MVP conversation uh you know maybe putting his name in the hat here yep. uh and, and even you know, we were talking we did give our all-star picks you know go check out the all-star special if you haven't yet already we did our full all-star teams already uh out there uh and 
We, le- we left Joel Embiid off, though, our starting five. Okay. Uh, and the, a big reason, at least on my end, and I believe it was yours as well, Flegel, uh, it was really just came down to team success. Well, yeah. now he's better than Giannis's team and Kevin Durant's team. I know. Maybe, so, maybe we're going to switch uh, it around. It's going to, yeah, I mean, maybe this is the argument now that Embiid does deserve to, to be back in there. But, uh, I, I mean, overall, Jordan, what, what have you seen from the 76ers so far in this the, this kind of late run that they've been going on? I mean, uh, you, I know I know they were your your title pick coming into the year, but are, are you feeling they a little were. more confident again? That is crazy. I, I, for, I, sometimes, I sometimes forget that I picked them to go to the finals and actually win the finals, uh, which is, you know, very, you know, funny that I... You know, yeah, pick James Harden's team teams, to go yeah. do that, <laughs> but uh, but I'll stick by it, and, and they're playing well right now. I mean, yesterday or sorry, on Saturday in uh, you know Sacramento, uh, I believe it was in Sacramento, but they played against Sacramento uh, and won without Embiid or Harden uh, in a mm-hmm. close game, one by two. Uh, Maxi had a great game. You know, he's he's back and, and looks like he hasn't uh, you know missed a beat. Um, and and you know, a game like that is just so encouraging. You know, you're missing your two best guys by far and beat a really scrappy and good Sacramento team. Um, you know, it shows that, you know, th- that was one of the biggest reasons that I thought, you know, at the beginning of the, the the year, these guys can be good because they're not just top heavy with those two stars. Like they do have, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the jitterbug Maxi who can go, you know, run around and, and score 30 points on you. Uh, you've, you've got, you, you pick up, you know, someone like D'Anthony Melton, who's been, you know, amazing PJ Tucker, uh, and you still got Tobias Harris <clears throat> to pick up, you know, some of the scoring slack they've got, you know, I, I, I've always liked their team construction around their, the, those two guys. They still mm-hmm. do though, feel, you know, you know, they're on a five game winning streak. Everything's going great. They do feel a little bit, uh, shallow in terms of you know there when, when you get into you know a, a full eight-man rotation in the playoffs i don't necessarily Lying like that george's niang well that, exactly old, well he's not old but he's fucking slow i'll tell you that much yeah like, can't I, hit a layup to save his life i know i know i mean he's 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 an inspiration for all the you know unathletic guys you know of course but mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean you just, gotta, you it, just have to be go, six foot eight yeah yeah exactly but i mean you know going Go, having to go to a guy like that or, you know, bring, you know, bust out, you know, Shake Milton or go to Montrez, uh, you know, all, 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 there's a lot of guys with flaws. So I think for Philly, they're doing great and, and they're playing finally to their full potential. And mm-hmm. it looks like Tyrese Maxey might be OK with coming off the bench, uh, at least, dep- you know, in some matchups, which I think, you know, we talked about as a, a thing that would, you know, really improve their sort of lineup configurations and make, make them oh, even sure. more successful than they have been. So if, if that continues, that's great. But I do think they, around the, the deadline, need to make one more move. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've talked about going to get Crowder or going to get another kind of big defender. Uh, and and I, I really think they should, you know, look into doing, doing that. I'm sure Daryl Morey's making calls all the time. Um, you know, he's, he's not afraid to, to, to make little, you know, moves, uh, you know, when he can. And and I, I, I expect them he's to, but I really... Paul. Well, yeah, go get Chris. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly. Uh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll see if they, yeah. they'd be able to bury the hatchet again. But one little It's a magic at one time, man. They probably they, love each other. They did. Hey, 65 <laughs> wins. No joke, okay? That team was good. 27 is um, But, uh, you know, uh, the, I, I think one move really does kind of put these guys over the top. I, I, I think right mm-hmm. now... I I don't I mean I obviously picked them to win so you know I'll, I'll I'll stick with that but as from what I've seen you know over the course of the year I don't think they would quite beat Boston and I think it would be a hell of a series with Milwaukee but I also don't think mm-hmm. they'd quite be able to meet, beat Milwaukee but one of the biggest reasons for that is because 
you're just relying on PJ Tucker to guard all these amazing yeah. offensive players like Giannis, like the like the two Jays uh, in Boston. So go get one more guy like that who can kind of neutralize those guys uh, or, or try their best. I mean, you've got Thibel on the bench just sitting there. Maybe pawn him off to someone. I don't know, something. One more defender, uh, and then I think these guys are in business because, because yeah, I think they've shown shown enough signs that, that they can get yeah. it done offensively. Um, and then, you know, obviously you just have to hope James Harden somehow becomes a different guy in the, in the big moments in the mm-hmm. playoffs <laughs> and that Joel Embiid can put a whole healthy, you know, playoff run together. So there's still a lot of variables, but I think no matter what, just one more move for one more, uh, you know, versatile defender. And then they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're looking good. Well, and I'll give you this, Jordan, too. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, it's it's going to be tough for, for P.J. Tucker to make all those defensive stops and all, and I think that's true. But you at least have the benefit of having Embiid, who yes. really there's no one in the league right now that can guard him either. Nope. So even if, even if you know, P.J. Tucker, old man, kind of uh, struggles a little bit to contain, you know, uh, the Kevin Durant or the Jalen Browns and Jason yeah. Tatums uh, uh, or whoever else uh, that, that they may come across in the, the star-studded East there, uh, you know, yeah. nobody's going to stop Embiid. Like, honestly, no. one of the only guys that I think of the kind of upper echelon of the uh, the Eastern Conference that could give him a bit of a stop, and it's just kind of, you know, you have to think, well, the only guy who's really ever effectively shut him down was Marcus Hall. Maybe Al Horford might be one of the only guys I think is yep. big enough, smart enough, and tough enough that he can kind of get under his skin and rattle him a little bit. But even, like, Time Lord, he's too small. He'll get yep. stuffed underneath the basket, man. Like, it's that you really need to have someone who's smart, and big and there's just not yep. really many of those left in the nba uh unfortunately well, you kind of either get these small guys or you get these lumbering yep. fucking uh bean stalks that are just there to, to throw down oops and get boards and stuff like it's our set set the big screen and bead is the total package but there's not many guys who are going to be able to match up with them one-on-one and i think that really is the x factor they could win any series i think yeah. against any team because of his play yeah, I, I, you know, I think Brook Lopez could do an okay job. Like you, yeah, he could no, kind of do yeah, a, that's a good pick, an okay, yep. an okay Marcus All, uh, you know, impression. But I don't think to the same level. And I think, yeah, him and Al Horford would do uh, pretty comparable jobs on Embiid. You know, Horford's a little more mobile, very smart. We've we've seen him, you know, defend, you know, guys all the way from Giannis to a big guy like Embiid and, and do it pretty well. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. Embiid, even with Horford, would have a pretty significant size advantage. And then Lopez yeah. can kind of match the size of Embiid. But I can see, you know, Embiid, if the he's speed. healthy, kind of running circles around uh, Brooke Lopez. Like, you know, he Embiid is versatile enough that, you know, you, you get him out in space – uh, and 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 Brook Lopez, as good as he is, and you know, kind of drop coverage and post coverage, he 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 could get burned. So so oh, yeah, yeah you know, no no matter who you throw at him, uh, you know, basically in the whole league, Embiid can have his way. Uh, but you know, he's he's had he's just straight up had issues, kind of you know, at at the end of the day, he, over the course of his playoff career, outside of Marcus who really did shut him down. He's kind of beat himself, uh, you know, a lot of these times where where he's kind of you know. Uh, kind of gotten down on himself his his conditioning hasn't always been right and then he's had a bunch of these weird fluke injuries that haven't been his fault but that have ultimately put him out of you know play at the end of the day so you know since Gasol yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> there's no one who's really kind of put him on his ass and 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 sort of defeated himself uh you know Made him cry. well yeah exactly I mean and, and since then he's become he's come back a different animal he's been a beast in the playoffs when he has played and been healthy so I really yeah. really hope that we can see that for a prolonged run because yeah like you're saying there's there's uh you know guys who can kind of handle him but but no one can can stop Joel Embiid Hey, well, even last year, you know, without that uh, Siakam elbow to the face, uh, who knows what the uh, the second round looks like, man? It yep. could have been um, could have been a lot closer against the Heat there. Uh, yep. But to, uh, to to move on here, 
Uh, of course, it's uh, it's trade season, so we're gonna keep up the trade talks here. Big dog trade talk. Uh, Big dog trade talk. Man, that's that should be the yeah, that should be the name. Uh, <laughs> some odd odd trades here, and this also lets us complain about our Toronto Raptors a little bit more. Um, hey, we but, got the uh, win. The, the, we got a win. The, yeah, against the the Knicks. Uh, yeah. And Julius Randle pummeled. Uh, yeah, yeah who, who was it? Was it Coloco underneath uh, the? Uh, no, it the wasn't Coloco because he's down in the G League, I think. But oh, true. Uh, yeah, somebody who, I forget, but might have been I don't know Thad Young or uh, something. It was. Uh, uh, I, I kind of I can picture them in my head. I don't know what the why the name's not coming to me, but regardless, we'll we, got the we, we don't we got need the to see Julius Randle doing that to anybody. Uh, it it yeah. was a nice dunk, uh, but the, the 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 leading man. Head uh, ball handler and uh, NBA champion, one of the few that's left uh, with this Raptors team, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, his name's been kind of uh, circulating in some of these trade talks, and apparently he has now been linked to the Phoenix Suns and the Orlando Magic. Uh, and that's really, when I saw that, what the hell do, are the Suns and the Magic doing interested in this guy? Because yeah. you look at the Suns, the, I'm, so they wouldn't want to move on from Chris Paul. I don't think that they would ever want to do that. Uh, so you would essentially be thinking, okay, well, Fred Van Vliet's going to end up coming in and being, they're gonna, he's going to have to kind of be, uh, you know, it's, he's going to remind him of Kyle Lowry a little bit. They're going to have that six-foot backcourt, and then yeah. Devin Booker would have to play the three, which would then, you know, make some th- things happen. But the, 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 the interesting part to their link is that apparently the Raptors are also trying to kind of set their sights on uh, acquiring DeAndre Ayton, someone who they were actually interested in trying to get in the offseason. So maybe yeah. some kind of a Fred Van Vliet for DeAndre Ayton, really weird trade. Uh, could be in the works, but uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's still kind of it's hard to measure because you don't know what the hell is Masai going to try and blow this up, or is he going to try and make us get this push to the playoffs? Because right now you have to make a decision, and I'm honestly every day, Jordan, even when they win, I'm every day closer and closer to saying <laughs> we should just blow it up this year, just keep losing. Even if they don't make moves, they'll probably keep losing and they'll stop a good pick. So you true. might as well just uh, you know free some of these guys that uh, you know might all uh, want to get a kick of the can. And again, these Raptors fans these days. Uh, they really don't treat any of these fucking guys with respect. So you yeah, know, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame them if they're getting a little sick of the uh, the outside chatter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I tried to do. I tried to think of of yeah how you could get Fred VanVleet to the Suns with that with while keeping Chris Paul. But it, it I, I don't know why the Suns would do that because you, you would mm-hmm. like. I, I understand you need Chris Paul insurance, but you don't need such an expensive option. Then you're paying Chris yeah. Paul twenty eight million and Fred VanVleet twenty one million, uh, and then whatever you're paying, you know Devin Booker for for two spots in the backcourt. I don't think Devin Booker can really play a three effectively. I don't think you want him playing the three. I think no, uh, he's not you, good you enough want... defensively to be able to handle that. No, no, and so I, 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 I think the only way you could do it is if you do let Chris Paul go. And honestly, if you're the Suns, I don't see at this point why you wouldn't just do it if you were getting someone like Fred VanVleet back. But mm-hmm. if I'm the Raptors, why am I trading for Chris Paul? I mean, uh, it, it, it doesn't make much sense. I mean, you could send, yeah. you know, contract wise, you could you could send VanVleet and Boucher to the Suns for Chris yep. Paul and Cameron Payne. Uh, if you wanted, and then the Suns would have to throw in a hell of a lot of picks to to make that worth it for the Raptors. I mean, I wouldn't despise that trade if I'm a Raptors fan. You're getting two well, ball you handlers. Well, you love your guy, Chris Paul. I, lo- I you love. You have Chris a couple Paul. more chances to watch him play. I I know. I I, I I wouldn't mind that at all. But you know, just I also even, feel like he would just refuse to play for the, uh, the Raptors. Seems like one of those guys. I know. He he, he wants to be by his kids uh, in L.A. I think I think that's why he's okay yeah. playing in Phoenix. But there's a lot of other places. And I mean, he's got so much pull in the league. I think he can basically. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he could just veto any any trade that he doesn't like. But but yeah, I mean, you could you could do that. But 
again, otherwise, uh, you know, a, a, a Van Vliet for Aiton uh, kind of deal. I, I don't, I, I guess technically you could make it work, but I, I, I think it would be a very strange fit for both teams. Um, so, so, you know, we'll, we'll see, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, we'll get into it later. I think we should do a whole uh, dedicated, you know, Raptors before the trade deadline type of episode because it's going to be very interesting, obviously. It's deep, man. It's very deep, but, you know, I I don't think you should trade Van Vliet or Siakam yet. I think you should give give the team one more chance to, to, uh, you know, play with these two veterans who, as you mentioned, have won a championship, have given so much to to Toronto, who haven't asked out, at least as far as we know. Like, I would trade, uh, you know, someone like, you know, as much as I don't want to, but we've had this conversation a bunch of times, you know, I would trade someone like Gary Trent or even OG, uh, who could get a hell of a lot, you know, of value this year, as everybody knows, and try one more time to retool around this team because, for God's sakes, they're in these fucking games. Uh, You know, they were in that Boston game. They were in that Milwaukee game. So many close losses this year. I, I think I saw the stat when they were playing uh, New York. They're like two and eight in in games decided by three or three points or less. If they have, you know, if they tweak one little thing and they start winning those games, you mm-hmm. could see these guys. Uh, you know, because we, we've said it before too, they're not getting blown out by the best teams in the league. No, so, no. so, so, so even yeah. that that game against uh, the Celtics. I mean, they lost by two, and that was yeah. probably Nick Nurse's fault for oh, calling fucking, a, a timeout well, at half court. Either with Nick a Nurse, three on one, either was Nick, a three on one. <laughs> Either Nick Nurse or the or the uh, ref who allegedly said, "All right, you can challenge, but you have to call a timeout." And then they just oh, took the timeout was, yeah, and didn't let them challenge. Too. So yeah. again, like I said, the refing's been bullshit lately. I know, I know, and and you know the conspiracy against the Raptors uh, continues. But I mean, you know, I, I really do think, um, yeah, that that you Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam are owed one more chance to uh, try and do something here because. For the love of God, you know, say what you will about the Raptors. They're trying. I mean, they're not rolling over in these games. They're they're mm-hmm. they're getting down to the wire with these ones on back to backs, coming out uh, and playing hard. So uh, I, I I I as much as you know, we can yeah, we can talk about the Fred VanVleet rumors and everything. Uh, you know, linked to the Magic as well. Another team. I'm like, it would be you very get, strange. You, you're getting you'd be getting Marco Fultz back. I guarantee it. Fultz, but you know, I I'd demand Wendell Carter. You know, that maybe solve the mm-hmm. the Raptors center problems. But you know, who Terrence knows Ross, if they'd, bring him home. They'd be oh god, yeah, I would love it. One uh, year. When he's he's expiring this year, yeah. so it doesn't matter. I mean, hey, he could help us. You know, shooter. Uh, but yep. uh, but but yeah, I mean, it, the, when you're talking about the Suns, um, and I don't know, I mean, even Aiton. <sighs> I don't know if I'd want Aiden. He's making so much money, uh, and and I I think yeah. the jury's still out on him, to be honest. Well, and that's the thing. I don't know. He seems like he kind of wants this big role. He wants to kind of be treated like the the number one overall pick that he uh, you know he was. Well, he's got uh, the chance. I don't think, he, he would be playing behind Siakam for sure. Uh, again, depending on what kind of trade packages there are there. Like I mean, uh, with, with this Raptors team, like. The reason that they've been able to go this long without getting a center, not that they don't need a center, it's just because of the way that they play. The center really is the least valuable position on the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, but they just kind of kept putting that, you know, on the back burner so much to the point that now it's yeah. a glaring hole. They don't need an all-star center. They just need a good, solid center. Yeah. But they just haven't had one. 
Uh, and, uh, the, you know, Aiton would be obviously, uh, you know, an all-star uh, type player. Yeah. Um, but again, it's it's hard to think of, uh, you know, how would he fit uh, next to a Siakam? Would he be able to, uh, you know, incorporate more defense into his ball game? Because, you know, right now he's, uh, you know, definitely more of an offensive-centric guy, finished both hands, good rebounder, and, you know, would, would definitely help the Raptors. Like, I don't yeah. get me wrong. They'd be a better team, but yeah. just I'm not sure how he would fit chemistry-wise, especially after a trade. Sometimes uh, players can take a little bit to kind of shake those cobwebs, uh, you know, because it, it, it is an emotional uh, emotional thing for them to have to go through getting uh, getting booted out, especially by the team that drafts them. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, uh, like, if, if you were... If you're going to keep uh, Fred Van Vliet, uh, you know, if, if he wasn't going to be in the package, you could just do OG and Boucher for, for Aiton. Uh, straight mm-hmm. up, and you know, maybe, maybe I think pick. the Suns would take that. Uh, if I'm the Suns, I would take that uh, 100%. You know, uh, I, I think Boucher would be a really good big for them. Uh, you know, with the amount of uh, you know other offensive weapons they have, he's a good sort You'd of release start, valve. Probably. Yeah, I mean, and and you need a big to replace Aiton's you know production. Uh, you you you've got Saric uh, and you know other guys you can play, but uh, Jock and, Landale, Jock, uh, you know the man. Uh, but you you the Jock strap getting getting uh, OG would be you know huge for the Suns. You know. As yep. OG is to almost every fucking team in the league, he would be an amazing like sort yeah. of last piece uh, there. Him, so. him and Mikael Bridges would terrorize guys. It'd that would be a, be a tough hard to score, uh, tough against to those score guys. on those two on the wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it for the Raptors if you had to give up a guy like OG. I mean, I'm a, I've been assuming Chris Boucher is going to be traded uh, in any sort of uh, significant deal for the last couple yeah. years. Like he's just yeah. he's got that uh, perfect you know uh, you know twelve and a half million dollar contract to be moved. So. Uh, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it, but, uh, we'll see, man. I, it, it's kind of been excruciating, you know, the, the, the Raptors, if they somehow don't make a trade at this deadline, I, I don't know. That's like it, it'll be, it'll be, I think it'll be, uh, a tough couple days on Twitter. Cause I think people are going to, you know, burn jerseys or do something because you know, the, the, the need for a move here is just so. Fucking, just pick a direction. Uh, yes, yes. You said it all year. Just pick a direction. And like yeah. I said, it's hard to even you know make these mock trades because you got to really yeah. make a decision. Uh, there's I two know, different timelines. Yep, yep. There's two different timelines. You either do something or you do nothing. And, and uh, I th- said I was ready. I was ready to throw in the towel and say blow it up. I'm I'm changing my tune again officially. Uh, and I might 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 go back on it by next podcast. That's the type of season it's been. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they are in these games consistently shows me they just they need to be tweaked they don't necessarily need to be torn down uh and, and you know I, I i just yeah i i really i'm so i'm still so invested in the uh progress and the development of uh you know guys like van vliet and siakam mm-hmm. to just give up on them totally in their primes uh so so please just a retooling that's where i'm at today like i said that could change but uh, you know, we, we, we've got some chips. We can go get a few guys. Uh, and I really hope we do it sooner than later. Well, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see on that, but we're, we're going to shift our focus to the wannabe Raptors, or at least they have been for the last couple seasons, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, yeah. uh, huge gaping hole. Uh, at the oh. point guard position right now uh, with John Wall's injury, uh, him going down, inconsistent yep. play of Reggie Jackson, really having no other depth there. Because, uh, again, who knew? Building a team around a bunch of fucking old guys wasn't going to work. Um, <laughs> or guys but, that uh, won't play. Ra- 
Yep, uh, and now rumored, uh, you know, interested in a higher-end old guy uh, in Mike, Mike, Mike Conley from the Utah Jazz, uh, who who could make a good fit with this Los Angeles Clippers team, yep. oh, uh, yeah. making $22 million, uh per year over the next two years, and uh, I would assume you're going to have to include Reggie Jackson in, one of the, to, in this trade just to, to make the money work as well yep. as uh, fit the positions here. Uh, yep. But the only other guy that I can think of, I think if you did a Reggie Jackson and Norman Powell, for Mike Conley deal, uh, the Jazz probably make that move because right now Norm is kind of back to that super sub role. Uh, you know, he can start when you need to, but he hasn't been. I, I wouldn't say this is Norm's greatest season. I think that he's kind of not. I don't think he's benefiting from being in this Clippers system. I think he needs to. He needs a little bit more freedom. I think it's a, a little restricting uh, with Ty yeah. Lue's offense over there. Uh, so you know, you go to the Jazz. He'd have fun there. He would probably, uh, you know, he'd ball out. He'd get a lot of burn. Yeah. Uh, and then the Clippers, you know, they get another solid guy to help hold them down. Not a lot of playoff experience uh, uh, in the recent years for Conley, but, you know, he's a reliable but overall, playmaker. he's been there. Good shooter. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll see what they can do. But, I mean, Jordan, how would you like to – how would you feel about a, a Clippers-Conley uh, uh, a, a meeting here? Because I think it would be a, an interesting fit to see how he could play alongside PG and Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been saying for years they just need a point guard. Like they they've they've tried to piece it together. Uh, you know, the, this this John Wall signing has been uh, it hasn't been hasn't been great for them. I mean, he started out, you know, you know the 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 word before the season started is oh he looks great, he looks you know amazing, but he still has so many limitations to his game and just does not look like the Can't same shoot. guy. Can't shoot it, uh, you know. Still, uh, and then yeah, like Reggie Jackson, uh, as as inspirational as he has been, uh, you know, he's on an expiring deal here. He's thirty two years old, and he's just I, I don't think he can be the guy uh, to no. be your your veteran point guard leader going into. He's to, a solid to the player. He is, and he, he but he's not he's not credit, Mike Conley. No, but you know, to his, and to his credit, he balled out. You know, when the Clippers went deep a couple years ago into the playoffs, mm-hmm. he was really, really good. But uh, they they need Carried more them of, even without uh, Kawhi and Paul George in the lineup a couple times too. Hundred percent, and he hit big shots. But you know, they they really need uh, a a traditional point guard, you know, table setter guy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to get it done. I mean, for God's sakes. Go go bring Chris Paul back to LA. Uh, you know, even yep. a guy like him would 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 do him. You know, amazing. Anyone like that because they don't need a young point guard uh, to go and score the ball because you know. No. No. You have to think. You always have to think hypothetically about the Clippers, which is why you know everyone kind of is fed up with them. But hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard healthy in the lineup, you don't really need your point guard to do that much scoring. That's not why you need him there. Uh, you would need him there to you know get, get the ball you know to the right guy in the right spot. You know, th- settle things down. Um, you know, uh, you know, be, be good with the ball, and not turn it over, uh, and and sort of run an offense uh, in through the slog uh, in the half court that the playoffs are. And we have seen. If you give Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard a guy like that, you know, Kyle Lowry did this in 2019. He can s- control the pace, get the ball to Kawhi, uh, and, and Kawhi can go to work. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to sort of get into that. You know, if, you, if you've if you got a point guard who doesn't really know how to do that, who kind of takes it himself, uh, who kind of, you know, r- yeah. runs things on the other side of the floor. Um, but if, if, if you provide a guy like that and you've got Paul, Paul George on the other wing along with Kawhi, then you've got a really dangerous team. And, and so... I just don't. I honestly don't know why they haven't gone out to address that issue before now. Like that's been their glaring weakness yeah. since those these they've brought these guys together. And like I said last time we talked and about the Clippers, it's not like there isn't there's, there's point guards to get. Yes, yes, tons of guys. I mean, you could have gone out and you could have tried to get Brogdon uh, before the Celtics scooped him up. Yep. There's so many guys you could have went and targeted. So uh, you know. Overall, I think Conley fits that bill pretty perfectly, uh, and, and so I, mm-hmm. I would love to see them go get him. I, I would love to try, you know, if they could do it without giving up Norm, because 
as much as you know, you, you, maybe you will have to give him up in a trade. I think he would be, you know, the fully real, realized version of this team as that sub. He would be really important for these guys because Norm mm-hmm. does have the playoff experience. Uh, you know, works hard on defense. You know, can shoot it and get to the rim. Um, I, I, I think you know if the Clippers can hold on to them, they should. Maybe Marcus Morris. Uh, you could give him up in a trade. They make kind of similar money. Uh, you know, around sixteen million. He's only got two years on his contract. Uh, and, and so, I don't know, maybe you can entice a team to take him, but, but yeah, either way, if you can go get, uh, uh, Conley or another, some, you know, I, I know they're, they're kind of getting harder to find these days, but one of these kind of old school point guards, they can be a little on the old side. That's fine. But you know, someone who knows how to run an offense, I think that's what the Clippers need honestly, more than anything else. Yeah, and, and I think Conley's that guy. You know, he's yeah. uh, he's a good table setter for for any team. Uh, a very unselfish player as well, like you and said. And the Jazz uh, don't need him. Need just the to, Jazz, the Jazz. No, there's no, no reason for the Jazz to hold on to him. No, it, it kind of looks like the Jazz this year are ready to. You know, they, they had their Cinderella run in the beginning yeah. of the year, and they've kind of come back down to earth now. They're where they probably should be in the standings, and I think they just yeah. kind of see the writing on the wall. I don't see anybody other than you know maybe Laurie Marketing and obviously these young first round picks uh, yeah. that they've been able to scoop up uh, in uh, the last couple drafts. But uh, yeah, I, I think Mike Conley's definitely on his way out. I'm surprised it's taken this long even yeah. uh, to to have him moved over. Um, but you it know, feels I, like I, I think. I think the Clippers would be a nice home, a nice fit for Conley. He deserves to compete for a championship one more time. Even oh, if yeah. they know the Clippers, I even with him on the team, I'm still not 100% sold on them as legitimate. Hey, Kawhi looks there's... good. Kawhi looks hey, good lately, man. They they I'm not, I'll say this. I wouldn't be 100 I wouldn't be shocked if they got to the conference finals or made a run, but I don't really think I, I still, yeah, I'm I still not don't bought in yet. Them. I'm yeah. not bought in yet. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when you're talking about Conley, you know, why, why it's taken so long. I feel that way about the the entire league. Like, I, I feel like everyone's kind of playing chicken with each other. Like, there's kind of yeah. this, this you know, calm before the storm. And I think once the first domino falls, you know, once once the first trade gets pushed through, I think this is one of those years where you're going to see just uh, the floodgates open and you're going to see all this pent-up shit happen. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. it kind of, you know, it starts early. You know, a few years ago when that Jimmy Butler trade went through from when he went to to uh, uh Philly that was way that was mm-hmm. way before the trade deadline and all this stuff happened but yeah this year feels like all these moves all these rumored uh kind of things they're they're all going to happen all at once but but you know we'll see the, well, the, I, I think that's the problem of uh the parity right yeah. is uh it's hard to really determine who's a buyer and who's a seller yeah. when the yeah you want to wait and 13 yeah. you never know who's going to who's going to yeah. be in there uh so i think that's kind of the the only downside to having all these this competitiveness in the league is that yeah. uh, you know not everybody's going to want to make that move to to be the 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 seller right everybody yeah. wants to be a buyer yeah. uh so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see where the uh, the league decides to go as we uh, you know we quickly we're only about a month away from this trade deadline Jordan so it's we're coming. we're going to have some uh, some crazy trades hopefully uh this season to to react to and uh, you know give our takes on but uh, and hopefully oh, wait, the wait, is, is it after is it after the trade uh, the all-star break or before I think it's right before if I'm uh, not mistaken cuz like then a week we're before, real close so. cuz cuz it's already yeah, you know, end of January weeks, yeah. we're really fucking close so Come on, yeah, let's get I, it going. I'd have, have to look up exactly what the, the date is, but I believe it's, yeah, it should be like February, February the 8th or 9th something? or 10th. Yeah, yeah. somewhere around there. Uh, but everybody, uh, who while we wait, uh, we want to hear your trade talk. We want to hear your trade hypotheticals, reactions, uh, or, you know, let us know uh, what teams you think should be buyers, what teams should be sellers. Uh, give us any of your hypothetical trades. Send it over at Big Dog Bowl Talk. Uh, yeah. We'll review them on the podcast. If you February send them 9th, way. Matt. February 9th. 
Hey, there you go. They're uh, right on the money here. Uh, so we're, we're coming up close. Yeah, at Big Dog Ball Talk. Give us a follow. Uh, give us your input on the podcast. And, you know, of course, yeah, we want to hear from your, uh, we want to hear your hottest takes. And, you know, maybe we'll break them down on the podcast if you uh, get at us at Big Dog Ball Talk. But yep. uh, this has been another uh, great episode with the Big Dogs. I'm Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Just, just, I, I just, we, we mentioned it before, but I, I, I want to say thank you to the Knicks, man. Thank you to the Knicks. Without the Knicks, the thank Raptors would be on, Knicks. would on a, would be on a six game thank losing streak. Thank you guys for breaking mm-hmm. it up. Bing bong. Uh, you know, respect to, to everyone. I think, I think the Knicks are on, on a bit of a losing streak. Um, you know, go cry about it to, to, to someone else. Uh, you guys yep. are annoying. Um, and, and thank you. Uh, you know, the, you've, you've saved the Raptors season, uh, about three times this year. So I appreciate Once it. again. Uh, you can always count on the uh, the Raptors getting a win against the Knicks. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, early Christmas, late Christmas gift. I'm not really sure we want to consider it, but yeah, uh, yeah, either if, one. If, if you know uh, a New York Knickerbocker, you go give him a hug. Go, for yeah, us yeah say Bing Bong. Yeah, Bing Bong. Bing Bong's dead, man. We told that last. You've week. binged your last bong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You binged it. <laughs>